So today we got Cheryl with Cigar Box. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. Just living the dream, loving this heat. You know, flies. <laughs> it's welcome to summer. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, <laughs> but so you own the Cigar Box here in Gillette. You and your husband James, who is not with us today because he's doing what Jameses do and doing <laughs> James things. <laughs> this is correct. <laughs> so, uh, what, what brought you guys to Gillette? Well, um, we're both retired military. Mm -hmm. uh, we had been looking in Wyoming for a few years, um, since probably 2018, looking for, you know, property, knowing that we wanted to move here eventually mm -hmm. when I retired, because uh, I retired last. Um, and we uh, had looked all over and finally kind of stumbled on Gillette and really kind of fell in love with it. Um, out of all the places in Wyoming, Gillette's the <laughs> place. You mean Jackson, Aspen? Uh, we were looking at a lot of different characteristics, not just mountains. Right. Um, the community itself, um, which we have found to be extremely friendly, uh, very welcoming, great people that would you know give you the shirt off their back, literally. And uh, we're very community-minded people and really appreciate this community. Yeah, Gillette's not. A, I mean, I dog on Gillette, but I love Gillette. But I just you hear people say that they're moving to Wyoming, and you like you hear people talking about, "Oh, I'm moving to Wyoming." Like, everybody has this idea that it's Yellowstone. All of Wyoming yeah. is Yellowstone. Yeah, they don't understand. We got yeah, so desert. Kevin Costner is my neighbor. So. <laughs> you know, we got deserts, we got grasslands, we've got mountains, we've got a little bit of everything for everybody. But the south or the northeastern part of Wyoming, it's pretty grasslandy, flat, you know, see your dog run away for 10 miles kind of thing, not a lot of trees. But, you know, you are within a couple hours drive of... <laughs> From the mountains. Gorgeous mountains, beautiful lakes, um, national monuments. I mean, you name it. You can be right. anywhere in a, in a short period of time. Um, so, I mean, really, you have everything here. Yeah, and jobs. And, and jobs, that's always a bonus. You know, and, like, the medium income here in Campbell County alone is... I want to say the hits are in the ranges of 80,000 per household. So, I mean, there's a lot of disposable income here. There's, as you see, everybody drives brand new vehicles everywhere. And well, there's two golf courses. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, there's things to do here and there's always something going on in the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, there's always different events going on. Um, so it, it's really a, a very, um, vibrant community. I hope it stays that way. I hope that with, uh, potential of oil and gas and coal going to electric and stuff. I hope it doesn't kill what Gillette is. But then again, you know, them wanting to go to straight solar and wind, the grids ain't. They, there's not a big enough grid for just solar. There is not, you know. know. But, you know, we'll see. Could be fun. So what got you guys into cigars? So uh, my husband, a uh, former Marine, he was down in Nicaragua in the 80s. And he ran out of uh, chewing tobacco. Oh. He ran out of Copenhagen. And <laughs> somebody had uh, rolled him a, a fuma, which is a tobacco leaf, that, um, a, a solid tobacco leaf, rolled it up and gave it to him. And at the time, he had been around c cigarette smokers, not cigars, so he inhaled. Oh. And it was a bit much for him. Um, but then they told him, oh, no, don't inhale. Because <laughs> with cigars, you, you don't inhale. Uh, you breathe it into your mouth, get that good flavor, and then blow it out. So he uh, learned a little bit about cigars while he was down there and started smoking cigars. And Nicaragua 
grows a lot of tobacco for cigars. It's one of um, their top three industries. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of fell in love with them. And then later in his military career, he wound up in Tampa, which is the capital for cigars in the United States. Oh, really? And there's so many cigar places down there. It's crazy. And a lot of them have their headquarters in Florida and especially around Tampa. Why so, is that? Climate. Oh. Um, you know, <laughs> they don't have to humidify their, right. their stores. They can just open the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, Makes sense. Uh, so he was down there. He made a lot of cigar connections while he was down there and became friends with some people and kept those connections. And so over the years, he has built relationships with a lot of brands, their owners, their um, their reps. Mm-hmm. And um, a few years ago, he got me into them, probably about 10 years ago now. He came home with these cigars that smelled like caramel and mint mm-hmm. and dark chocolate. And he would light them. And in the winter, I'd let him smoke inside. And we had a, an exhaust fan in our kitchen mm-hmm. so he could smoke in there. And I would smell these delicious cigars. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that smells so good. He said, yeah, honey, this is dessert without calories. (laughs) And at the time, I was still active duty and always having to watch my weight. And I was like, well, I'm in. Sold. (laughs) Sold, yeah. No calories. Tastes better than that sugar-free stuff, you know. So um, I started smoking a lot of flavored cigars, Mm -hmm. a lot of um, chocolate, mint, and other flavors. And uh, then slowly my palate developed and he would bring in ones that had dark, rich cocoa flavors, but they weren't infused and they weren't flavored. It was just the way that the tobacco was cured. And I started learning more about the cigars and thinking, wow, this is really good. (laughs) And um, then at one point, a couple in 2018, he took me down to the Dominican Republic and we toured a cigar factory. Mm And learned so much and smoked so many cigars. <laughs> and that really locked it in for me. Yeah. That I was like, I am, I'm a, I'm a cigar smoker. And um, that's, that's how we got started. Ever since I started following you guys on Instagram, like, you know, the, the, it, you'd normally take cigar smokers to be old, fat, white guys. You know, that's kind of how I've seen a cigar smoker. <laughs> but it, since I've been following you guys on Instagram... <clears throat> I have a, a lot of other page or other people come up, and it's it's like I'm starting to see a ton of females and the getting into the cigars, or I shouldn't say getting into, but it, it seems like there's a huge. I wouldn't say influence, but like the, it just changed my idea of like who are cigar smokers, you know? Because I mean, it's very narrow minded to have an idea like that, but I I'm with you. I mean, when I, even still, when I think it's cigar smoker, I mean. I have this image in my head of um, my husband actually has a friend that it reminds me of. He's an older guy. He's heavy set. He's balding. He's a golfer. He's retired. And that's what I think of when I think of cigar smokers. Yeah. That's that typical, but um, it's really changing. And there are uh, women are the fastest growing uh, portion of cigar smokers. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're realizing that it's relaxing it's a great stress reliever. You're not inhaling it. It's not getting in your lungs, um, and it's a it's a barrier breaker. Right. You know, it, you drop your barriers, and you can have conversations on topics that are generally controversial, mm-hmm. and people can agree to disagree and just relax. Yeah. Well, uh, I had Harvey on not too long ago, right before he did his uh, whiskey festival there in Casper, 
and we kind of got to talking about that, like, uh, that, you know, cigar smokers really just invite other cigar smokers. Don't care what you're smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it could be a $2 cigar. We don't care. You're just part of, you now are part of the community, exactly. you know, and it's very inviting and very, like you said, relaxing. And, and just uh, the people that you get to know just by smoking cigars, you know, it's like, like our connect, you know, our mm-hmm. friendship just came through cigars. Absolutely. You know, and it, it, I would have never, ever thought in my life that cigars would have played such a huge role in my life. It's like even at work and stuff, like I'm like, you guys got to try this one. You know, oh, dude, that's so good. You know, we're, you know, we're getting some more. Here's some money. <laughs> buy me some more. I'm like, all right, you know. But, you know, and even like yesterday when we went to that barbecue, uh, some friends of ours over in Douglas, you know, when I brought opened up the case, they're like, oh, what do you got in there? And I was like, well, here, let me let me start you <laughs> off soft and we'll we'll build you up, you know. And I mean, we smoked. 10 cigars at least, you know, 10, 11 cigars. Not, not a piece, I hope. No. <laughs> That's no, a long day. No. I think I had four total yesterday. But, you know, I somebody's like, oh, you know, I've never really thought about cigars. You know, it's like, oh, here, here's a good introductory stick for you. You know, and they smoke it, so I smoke one with them, you know, a lot like you. And <coughs> they're like, man, this is really good. And I was like, hey, I know, I know a person. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lady that can get you hooked up. Yeah, it's funny because I'm... Um, a couple of years ago, I worked at a cigar shop, and guys would come in, and they just would assume that I didn't know anything about cigars because I was a female. Right. And I had a lot of older gentlemen that would, there was a lounge associated with it. So they would come in, and they'd, they would say, listen to her. She knows what she's talking about, you know. And the, uh, I I had gained their trust over time. Right. But I, I, I watched a lot of YouTube I read a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I, I wanted to know, and I would talk to people, other pro- people that were in the profession to, to learn. Well, you put the work in. I, I try, yeah. and I'm still learning. I mean, there's so much to learn. Um, the, you know, learning about the different soil, where the tobacco is grown, how that plays a role. You can have the same seed grown in two different fields and have completely different profiles. One could be a peppery mm-hmm. note and one could be more cocoa or one could taste like hazelnut and bananas. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how different uh, soils play such a huge role. Well, you guys were, did a lot of farming back where you, you guys were originally from, didn't you? Correct. So I was, I was always told, uh, we're kind of off subject here, but maybe, uh, you never want to plant peppers, your hot peppers, in with like your squash or zucchini because the the peppers, the, the heat off the peppers will... Affect the, affect, soil. affect the soil into your like you know, whatever just squash mm-hmm. your squash will come out a little hot have like more of a peppery <laughs> taste to it we always like hot stuff so that never applied to us but is that <laughs> is uh, that like an old wives tale or is that you know i don't i really don't know we our farming we raised animals we mm-hmm. raised chickens and pigs and and cows and um i did i do garden but uh, i not don't that know depth. i'm not that depth but like i think in my my grandma or some uh, somebody like that had told me that you know because we and I was started. I've wondering. heard that before. And then, like so, I kind of got to wondering, like, like just talking about how like the tobacco leaves can be com- same seed can be completely different flavors. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that has to do with like the the surrounding things growing that would make it either sweeter some, or hotter. Or. I know, like in Nicaragua, for instance, in Esteli, there's a lot. Of, it's volcanic soil. Mm-hmm. In the volcanic soil, the pH balance is such that it creates a more peppery flavor in your tobacco. Mm-hmm. Where in Jalapa, another part of Nicaragua, 
it's mountainous and the flavor that you get from your um, tobacco is, is very different. Um, <coughs> there's a lot of Dominican tobacco that has good cocoa notes to it, yeah. like a lighter cocoa. <coughs> the San Andreas Mexican tobacco, they use that a lot of times for the wrappers, and it's a, a really dark a chocolate brown, mm -hmm. and it's got rich, dark cocoa. It's like like really dark cocoa flavors, dark chocolate flavors. Um, I, I'm becoming a huge fan of that yeah. <laughs> of that San Andreas wrapper because I like that dark, rich cocoa. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, how many... Have you guys gone to like Nicaragua and Dominic? You said you went to Dominic Republic, but have you guys done some more traveling of different cigar facilities? No, uh, we've we've been to the one, and we, but that's one of the things we'd like to do, and we'd like to um, set it up so that we can have other people come with us, right. especially from from this area, people that frequent our shop, um, give them the opportunity to participate and come down and get a group together. And that's one of the things that we're working on is um, working with a couple different manufacturers and seeing who we can go to. And specifically going in like late February, early March when you're just done with winter and it's still cruddy outside and you're like, you know what? I could use a little vitamin D and maybe some rum. Right. You know? So go down to the Nicaragua or Honduras or um, Dominican Republic Get a little sunshine, get a lot of experience mm -hmm. and education, and have a great time. So it'd be something cool to auction off. Like, you know, here's your opportunity to go to Dominican Republic, blah, 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 auction it off, kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. I'd, be, I'd, I'd put That'd, a couple <laughs> grand at it. Yeah, it would be well worth it. But yeah, we'd like to um, eventually get that together and hopefully put something together so we could go down as a group, take 10, 15 people. Yeah. And, um, we, whenever we went I, to the Dominican Republic, we'd actually won the trip at a cigar event. Oh, really? And uh, when we went down there, um, we happened to be there at the same time as a um, cigar club from uh, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And it was like 15 to 16 guys from Rhode Island. And then us, <laughs> I was the only female. It was a very interesting trip, I'll tell you. Uh, but it was also a lot of fun. And the cigar company that we were with was La Aurora, and they took phenomenal care of us. They put us up at a really nice place. It was actually called Camp David North, where they held the re uh, revolution for the Dominican Republic. Oh, really? The guy who owns La Aurora had funded the revolution. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Uh, but he also owns... Uh, a rum company, El Presidente Beer. Uh, he owns the communications company. He pretty much owns it. Owns all. Dominican Republic. Um, so they took really good care of us. And I was like, I would love to give other people that kind of experience because it was really cool. Now we've talked to Nish Patel from Rocky Patel. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> had talked to him about doing something similar because most of the scar companies have something like this. Right. The, the, he was telling us for his there's you pay for your flight down there and you bring 20 bucks so you can tip the, the bus driver they take you to their compound because every everywhere you go down there they have security issues so they they have really good security mm -hmm. they you go to their compound and everything's inclusive and you stay there and there's a swim up bar and i was like oh you had me at swim up bar <laughs> uh, i was like how cool is that um but it 
you know, you get to go through the fields and the factories. And um, when we went, we got to roll our own cigars. You know, we had done a, a blending seminar where they taught us about the different tobaccos. And you smoked each one individually. You fit, and you could write, take notes and find which ones you liked the best. And then we got to go and pick those leaves out of the, the fermented piles and build our own cigar and roll it. And that was super cool. That would be way cool. It was. That'd be that'd be one of them uh, core memories. Absolutely. So speaking of blending, August fourteenth, we're gonna have Brandon Ov- Ovison from Apostate Cigars here. I'm excited for that. It's gonna be awesome. Um, known Brandon for a couple years. His cigar company's pretty new, but it's getting a lot of traction, a lot of attention. That Deseret is very phenomenal. So the Deseret actually got a ninety six rating. From Cigar Aficionado. Well, they missed four points. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it is a phenomenal cigar. All of their cigars are mild, uh, medium body. Yeah. You know, they're not going to knock you on your backside, but they taste phenomenal. Well, it packs a flavor punch. Absolutely. You know, like it's, that first time when Harvey gave me one of those, I was like, kind of took me a step back. I'm like, I was not expecting that out of that. Yeah. That was, uh, it was, it was very pleasant and fun. So we're, he's going to bring um, some tobacco from the Liahona cigar, mm-hmm. and we're, the, which is their Connecticut. And we're going to smoke their Connecticut and you know, go through the whole blending of it because he's, he's the blender and the owner. Um, he has a partner, business partner, not Utah. But he has a business partner, and they um, – they blended this cigar, and they blended all their cigars. So he's going to come and talk about it. We're going to walk through it, smoke it together. Um, there'll be appetizers included and um, and cocktails included. And, of course, if you want extra, you Sorry, can always bye. buy your own. But tickets are $50. You can get them at cigarbox307.com. Just go on to the link and click on tickets, or you can come into the shop. And uh, pick them up. They're $50 a piece. And there's limited sales on them. There's limited tickets. There's this true. There are limited tickets, but we do have a few left, so hop on. Well, I know Sarah and I are going for sure. Well, I guess we bought our tickets already. But I've been telling everybody about it. You know, that's the thing about Gillette. <clears throat> Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's, I can't wait. To do, that's exciting. Gillette needs stuff like this. And you like you have all these tickets, and you know you're like, well, nobody's. Everybody says that they're excited to go, and I still got all these tickets. But Gillette's very notorious waiting for the last minute to buy stuff like that. I don't know if it's paydays or or what, you know. But it's very Gillette is very notorious for waiting to the last minute to sell something out. Well, we're getting down to the to the last minute. It's in two weeks, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I bet you. I bet you'll have quite a good turnout. I'm hoping. Um, and, you know, whoever comes is going to have a great time. Right. Um, and if you don't come, you're really going to be missing out because Brandon is a, is a phenomenal guy. He's super down to earth, easy to talk to. And this is your chance to ask all your questions and have that one-on-one time with somebody who who's in the industry and knows. knows it. Yeah. Well, he living it, breathing it. Yeah. Hopefully we get him on the podcast while he's here. If not, we'll have to make something another time to make it work absolutely the other thing is uh we'll have they have two new releases that they just released in july and we will bring them out that night so people you'll have a chance to smoke it before everybody else. else yeah 
Well, that, you know, that's, I'm excited to go. It's like, I'm like, I'm now, I'm like, I'm just now learning more and more about it. Like, cause it, usually it was always just like, uh, I like the crazy Alice or the fat bottom Betty or the leather rose, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, since meet, knowing, meeting you and James has really broadened my horizon on the different things I, I expect out of my cigar. You know, like there's, I, I, I finally figured out why I was have such a hangover smoking some of these cigars, you know, the next morning I have a raging freaking headache. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's some of the shit they put in there to flavor the, the cigars, you know, the, the infusions. And, like, I, I don't think somebody starts smoking one of them uh, crazy Alice's. I'm uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> that's not for me. Although those unicorn tears were pretty delicious. <laughs> unicorn tears. That, that, that was like a dessert cigar. That was really, really delightful. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was, it's a, it's a smaller uh, ring gauge that we got a smaller cigar, but they're have but great flavor, perf- but it's perfect. Uh, I got some shit going on, but I want a cigar right now. That's yeah. a perfect size, 15, 20 minute smoke and go on about your day and you got your, your tobacco for the day and, and, and you got a good, a little, it's a little sweet, but it's not overly sweet. Yeah. Well, the, the the different flavors in it really mix with each other. Like the sweetness, then you get a little bit of more of the uh, the like a raw tobacco, and then mm-hmm. kind of balances everything out. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. It was good. I the, I want to make my like someday I'd like to be able to name my own cigar. I want to name just one cigar because like Unicorn Tears and <laughs> Yacht Rock and <laughs> some of these other ones yes. like Space Ranger. Um. I, like I want to know what like. People are thinking when they name, name <laughs> yeah. the cigars. You know, I am I am curious about that sometimes. You know, it with the naming of the cigars. Um, Brandon with apostate, since they are former Mormons, they had left the Mormon yeah. Church. So all their so this whole line has is named after something that has to do with mm-hmm. the Mormon Church. Having never been Mormon, um, I you know these names are completely foreign to me, um, but. People, we have a lot of smokers who are former Mormon who get a huge kick out of it. It's funny. Yeah. And I, like, I haven't, I haven't been to the Mormon church in probably 20 years now, maybe longer, 21, 22 years. And like, so when Harvey showed, it was like, what does that look like? I was like, that looks really familiar. I like, because it, like, I had, I haven't given a shit about it yeah. for so long that I just, it took me a minute to figure it out. I'm like, now that is funny. <laughs> that is, that is comical. That's like right up there with South Park making fun of the Mormons. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's pretty good. That's pretty clever what he did. <laughs> Incorporate him into the Book of Mormon. Right. <laughs> that, that's clever. That's, that, speaking of which, the other day I was watching a, uh, I was on, Sarah had sent me some video on TikTok or Instagram, whatever the hell it was. Anyways, it was how the golden retriever was made. And Jesus comes up to God and goes, God, I finally got it figured out. I got it, you know, I found the bestest boy in the whole world. You know, this is going to be the best dog ever, blah, blah, blah. And God starts checking all. He's like, you know, is he, is he sweet? He goes, oh, he's he's such a sweet dog. Everybody's gonna love him. He's mm-hmm. gonna love everybody, you know. And, and then he goes, so well, has he got a metal detector in him? And Jesus is like, what a metal detector? What? And God goes, well, he's a golden retriever. Who's retrieving my gold? And Jesus goes, I'll get Joseph Smith. It <laughs> 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 was pretty funny. I mean, it's. The Mormon religion is, uh, you know, to eat your own. I don't, I don't, whatever you do is what you do, but they've made it so easy on themselves to pick on them. <laughs> it's like that one kid in gym class, you know, you know, you're not supposed to, but it's just right there for the pickings, you know, it's, I got to take that shot. <laughs> oh. 
but and it's it's a good time. It's fun. Then like me and Harvey were talking. He's we're gonna have one. Come on, we're gonna talk about our experience in the Mormon religion and stuff like that, and you know what got us out. And I didn't realize that Harvey had actually went on his mission. Yeah, and that's it's crazy to see a guy because normally if you go on your mission in that church, you're pretty much well there. You know, you're locked in. Yeah. Well, uh, Brandon had gone on a mission right. to the Dominican Republic. And he, where he was living was right across from a tobacco field. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And so, interesting enough. Things he, happen for a reason. He said, yeah, everything happens for a reason. And well, that's like I was telling you the other night, you know, I, I think, you know, whatever, everything, you know, we got to talking about everything happens for a reason. I met my wife. I was would have met my wife one way or another. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny how, like, you hear stories like that. I was, was right living living right across the street from a tobacco farm or a tobacco field and hmm weird it makes you wonder if that was <laughs> you know that was divine intervention <laughs> very fortuitous <laughs> yeah well i mean it just i see here's here hear stuff like that and it just makes my brain go hmm maybe there is a god that <laughs> i believe there is <laughs> i mean it just I seen the other day that they finally admitted that they have that aliens are now among us. Did you see that? <laughs> I, I yeah. <clears throat> so who knows? I I really have no opinion. Right. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool to see an alien. It'd be cool to see an UFO, but I don't know. I think there's a bunch. I don't know. I think there's more to that story than there's what they're leading on. Always. <laughs> There's always more to the story. Did you have any crazy stories like that when you were, while you are in the Navy? No, not really. My crazy stories involved, you know, sailors, and there was generally alcohol involved. So, no. <laughs> Those are for another time. <laughs> another time. Another day. <laughs> a lot of those stories are more like, here, hold my beer, you know. <laughs> You're a doctor, aren't you? I play one on TV. Exactly. That's close enough. I did pierce a Marine's ear one time. You did what? Pierced a Marine's ear. Oh, really? Yeah, they were over at our house. I, this was a long time ago. And uh, the guy's like, oh, I want to get my ears pierced. And at the time, that was against regulation. And I was like, I'll pierce your ear. And he's like, okay. I've never done anything like this before. He didn't know that. And I was like, okay. So I took my old earring that I had, my original earring I'd got my ears pierced with, and I, he, he had copious amounts of alcohol in him, I did not, and I pierced his ear. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. I guess it's better than a nipple. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how people pierce their nipples, that seems like that would hurt. Yeah, that, that, that would be painful. Yeah, I've never... Like I, I enjoy pain every once in a while, just as much as the next guy. But I don't go out <laughs> looking to have that much pain extruded on me and pay I, somebody to do it. Yeah, you're right. They call those masochists. <laughs> <laughs> What's your safe word? <laughs> Please don't stop. What? <laughs> Please don't stop. Don't stop. Okay, don't stop. <clears throat> so what? What are you guys' uh, besides? You got the blending seminar coming. Mm-hmm. The 14th, what, what are some of the other things you guys got in the works? Well, we're trying to have a rep here um, every, basically every other month. We have um, Clay Roberts from La Plina Cigars. He's one of the owners and a phenomenal human being, one of my favorite humans on the planet. Um, and he's going to be here October 16th. And we're planning 
something for that. I'm still working out details, but he is an amazing person and I can't wait to have him. And he's, he's just a great person to talk to and yeah. very knowledgeable. He's been in the industry for a long time and, um, his personal uh, background growing up is so if he, he spent a lot of time, um, in Hollywood in California and, um, how his, his father was a writer for CBS back way back in the mm -hmm. day. He was the original writer for um, Charlie's Angels, Mission oh, wow. Impossible. So he's got some really cool stories and um, just a really neat guy. And so I'm really excited to have him come to Gillette. I was going to ask you, so how does that conversation go? Uh, will you guys be interested in coming to Gillette, Wyoming? Well, uh, Clay, we've known for probably going on 15 years now. Oh, wow. So uh, whenever we told our friends that are in the cigar industry that uh, we were moving to Gillette, they were all, and we were going to open a cigar shop. They've all been super supportive. And he said, tell me when, I'll come out and see you. And I'm like, I'm holding you to that. <laughs> so and bring him in October. It could, it could be nice. It could be a blizzard. I'm, you could I'm be hoping, here for a few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, we have a spare room. Um, no, I'm hoping that uh, the weather will be good. You oh. know, that it'll be nice fall weather, you know, where it's cool and crisp, the leaves are changing colors, that whole... Well, it's early enough in October. I mean, if we don't have snow by the 1st of September, you should be all right. <laughs> yeah. But this might be that year where we have snow end of August. This is true. So you just never know. But that's okay. Because you don't have to, like, give a bit, like, do you ever worry about him going and Googling Gillette and be like, oh, what am I going to do there? Oh, no. He already uh, he already told, he, he told me, he's like, oh... Did you know that you know, this is the only airlines that flies into Gillette? Yeah, <laughs> there's like, two flights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep, uh, I'm aware. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's, he's good. Um, and then in November for the Whiskey Fest, we will be out there and we will have um, Tony from Forge Cigars. And Forge Cigars represents a couple different lines mm -hmm. of cigars. So we'll have Room 101. We'll have the Unicorn Tears, the flavor cigars. We will have... Um, what about the red meat? Where was it? The oh, Dunbarton? <laughs> no, that's that's Ed. Um, oh. uh, we'll have a couple different lines. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right at Partagas is one of them. We'll have some Partagas there. Um, Gloria de Cuba. There's, so we'll, we'll have a couple different lines that he, that he represents, and we're going to have him bring, bring different lines and have kind of a big cigar sale out there. And That'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I think uh, I put that put in for that day off it it's just this year i had to burn so much uh vacation at the beginning of the year so i had to kind of pick and choose what it is i was going to do this year like we wanted to go wanted to go down and see my dad and down in santa or down in texas but his house wasn't done and you know didn't really kind of a construction zone around there and so i was like oh whatever but i think i got Two more days left to burn. I'm using one for the blending seminar. Mm -hmm. I think I'm using the other one for uh, Harvey's whiskey. For the thing. whiskey fest, that'll be good. No, the fun, the shitty thing about the whole deal is they're always on my nights. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, I'll be primed and ready to go because it'll be night and mm -hmm. I'll be slept all day coming off work and then go right into party mode for night. You know, <laughs> we'll go have fun at that whiskey fest, but it'll be. It must be nice to be young. <laughs> <sighs> I'm feeling it more and more every day. <laughs> Like yesterday, we you know I drank quite a bit and I just I woke up this morning like ugh I need a red beer to kind of level myself out. But I know if I do that, I'm gonna want to start 
drinking again and <laughs> just stick with water for a little bit and eat some ibuprofen to get the headache gone. Mm. It's it's catching up. I'm getting that ripe age where it's time to settle down. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> Start enjoy waking up and drinking coffee with my morning paper, morning cigar. I'm not ready for it. I, I wake up every day and I'm like, man, you're still 21. You can handle this. And then I get to go and I get to do what I normally do when I was 21. And my buddy goes, hold the fuck on, bitch. We're 37. <laughs> Just wait till you hit 40. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to 40 because uh, prostate cancer runs pretty heavily in my family. Oh. And so my dad, his doctor said that if you have got sons, to, they need to get in and get the all that stuff checked before they yeah. hit 40. Yeah. And I'm 37, and my dad, even today, he's like, did you get that done yet? No. It's like, you know, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out. I'd, I'll be fine. Yeah, but it, if it's preventable, you know, yeah, it's just, there's some things you, you have no control over. So There's I, some things you... I've had to take drink that stuff to flush you out before, Yeah. and I did not have fun. That I don't care about being <laughs> put out in the hose and everything else. That Being flushed out like that sucks. I, I believe you. I mean, it, it sucks. Like, that's the worst part about it all. It's just... And then you go, like, you get done with the whole deal, and you want something to eat, but you eat something, and then you're sick to your stomach because you're, you, there's nothing. There's no bacteria, no nothing in you left because yeah. you flushed it all out, and you're just like, ugh. I feel like crap. Yeah, and it's like four or five days before you feel better. Yeah. And that was when I was 22, 23, I had, that, I had to drink that shit. Oh. I went in. I had a pretty gnarly wreck. And they went in, and they did uh, to do a bunch of surgery and stuff, and they you know, they basically said, we're going to flush you out. We don't know how long this is going to take, mm. what we're going to get ourselves into. So you're going to be cleaned, cleaned out. And I was in the hospital and laying in that bed and that nurse, when she started, here, drink this. Here's your first dosage of it. And hooked up to IVs and everything else and shitting your brains out. Can't make it to the toilet. It was, I was embarrassed. I think I was more embarrassed than anything. But yeah, I mean, it, it literally took me three days, four days to, to recover from that shit. Well, and I'm not looking forward to it again. <laughs> That's that's understandable. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, if I'm asleep and they do whatever it is they do, that's fine. That's between them and Jesus. I'll be <laughs> yeah, out. I won't, yeah. I won't remember it. But, it's, <laughs> but I don't want to remember it either. Right? I just don't want to drink that crap. And it's just so miserable. Mm. No bueno. It's weird, like, now that I get to this age, like, how I start thinking about things differently, like, you know, like, going and doing, like, preventative care. I might, two, three years ago, I wouldn't get in her shit. I'm like, ah, pff. 35, who cares? Yeah. Leave me alone. This is 20, 35 is a new 19. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a couple shoulders that are trying to schedule themselves to be replaced, and I'm trying to prolong that, keep that going, so I'm not, you know, hopefully that someday I can hold out with the, you know, with the shoulders needing replaced that I can, they can put, like, robotic or something in there so I can be like. You'd be like the bionic man. Yeah, the, yeah, the million-dollar man. There you go, yeah. That's what I was thinking. You know, hold out. That's, yeah. That's I keep telling. I'm pretty sure that that, that technology's out there, right? It, it's got to be. Well, I got good health insurance, you know. There you go. I, they think they should be able to You're cover good. some of that. <laughs> it, well, it's just the advances in technology. My biggest problem is, so I know we advance in technology, but my biggest problem is with that advancement in technology, we have this thing called YouTube. Mm -hmm. And with YouTube, I go and be like, oh, what is this surgery like? Mm, not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when uh, I was in Illinois and I went to atrial fibrillation, or to AFib, and I went to that doctor, and he's like, well, we're going to do uh, uh, ablation to you. And I'm like, okay. And I went home and Googled it, what you know, what the surgery is, and started watching the videos. And I 
told Sarah, I ain't doing this. That looks like that's going to suck. You know, especially because they put you, you know, you're basically crucified you yeah. know, on the table. I said, I said, when I wake up, my shoulders are, I'm going to be pissed because my, my shoulders are so bad, you know, being like that. Yeah. I'm, it's going to hurt. And she's like, no, you need to get this done. I was like, I think there's other routes we can go. Mm-hmm. Not me to get it done. And like, it wasn't so bad, but the growing when they, because they went in through my growing. Yeah. And so for like, he told me not to do anything for like three or four days. And of course I was back to work two days, a day later. Yeah. You know, but my, the growing was so painful. I mean, the, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, how painful it was. And, like, you just trying Did to they walk. they go up from your groin into your heart? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it just, and, like, I could not, like, you know, they, Illinois is a big uh, anti-opiate mm-hmm. post-surgery. Well, yeah, because of all the problems they've had with it. Right. With over-prescribing. So yeah. he just gave me, like, whatever, the souped-up ibuprofen or Tylenol, whatever it is, you know, which would dull the pain, but, it, like, it was still just, I mean, I, and I've had a lot of, been in a lot of bad situations of, for pain, mm-hmm. and that right there was probably number two besides being caught on fire. That sounds horrible. <laughs> well, you don't feel anything for about six months after you've been caught on fire because the nerves are all dead or stunned. But I want to say nerves come back, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> so when I got caught on fire, I know we're a little off subject, but uh, when I got caught on fire, I remember walking to my dad's office. I was working for my dad. And I was like, I'm going to go home and change my pants and go buy me a new pair of boots. And he looks at me and goes, no, dude, this is not, <laughs> this, is, that, this is not go change your pants kind of thing. He goes, this is bad. I mean, because like, I literally had just had skin and stuff just dripping off because it was so hot. Like, it melted the Achilles tendon. Uh, it fused the Achilles tendon to the bone, more oh or less. Oh, my gosh. Like, it burnt me so bad. Like, wow. I got, uh, they went to go do a skin graft, and my skin wouldn't, the skin graft wasn't working that they were pulling off my thigh. Mm-hmm. So they ended up, they they some uh, pig or something to do, some portion, some part of the pig they mm-hmm. can use for a skin graft. Right. And he said, if that doesn't work, we'll use fish, uh, fish scales. Put uh, fish skin on <laughs> Aquaman. you. Aquaman. <laughs> well, the, the fish scales, uh, the, the skin or whatever of a fish is so, is almost identical to the human, human skin. Interesting. Just with the pores and everything else. Yeah. And so the body re, uh, accepts that a lot better mm-hmm. than, say, your own skin or somebody else's skin. Right. But that pig whatever the pig intestine or pig mm-hmm. liver whatever it is that they put finally stuck and like you can on the back you can like feel how rubbery it is it mm-hmm. feels like a football almost because <laughs> so, it you know it's pig yeah but <clears throat> that was that was number one on the pain ma- meter yeah. and like i was i was laid up for almost a year and a half over that deal catching my leg on fire and I've never had anything like that, never broke any bones. The The most painful experience I had was, you know, a natural delivery of a 9.14-pound child. <laughs> Other than that, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I think it builds character. I mean, you... I'd rather not, not. Have character that way. <laughs> I'm averse to pain. I think I always tell my boys, uh, pain goes away. Like, but that memory of what you were doing before the pain happened will last forever. <laughs> I don't know, Better Dad. make it good. I don't know, Dad. That seems like that that aftermath could probably be pretty bad. <laughs> eh. It'll, <laughs> it'll wash off. Don't be a weenie. Come on. You're not going to die. It's just going to hurt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, uh. But, it, you know, that's just, I was raised a little bit different than, say, most everybody else. That's okay. Yeah. You know, but, you know, that goes back to, Boys are different than girls, you mm-hmm. know. 
boys are tend to be a little tend to be a little more fearless. There are girls who are fearless, but you know, think of the consequences of the pain after the fact. Well, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it can be a problem or it can be a good thing. It depends. Well, I, I'm uh, not here to judge. As long as I don't die, I don't really care. Yeah. If I, but I mean, did put, you die? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll put myself in some situations that people are like, that's going to hurt. That goes south. Yeah, but I won't die. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you might lose a leg. Eh. I got I disability. <laughs> I got, they got disability. I got dis- uh, uh, disability insurance. That'll be fine. Or life insurance, whatever they call it. Accidental. Yeah. Insurance. I know, now they have some pretty cool prosthetics, too. I don't know. My buddy that doesn't have a leg, he seems to kind of struggle with it. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes me <laughs> not want to keep both legs. Yeah, I want to keep both <laughs> legs and not joke about it so much. But a hand, I've seen some pretty cool arms. <laughs> <laughs> Get with those little grabby things. Right? The claw. <laughs> exactly. The claw, the claw. So we're... Uh, where do you see you guys self at here the next 10 years with the cigars? Wow. I don't know. Hopefully. Um, retired? <laughs> we already tried that. That didn't work out so well for us. We, <laughs> we don't retire well. That's why we opened a cigar shop. Um, no, uh, you know, our, our, our short-term goal is to eventually find a commercial space in the mm-hmm. Gillette area that we can um, have a lounge and a shop. Um, hopefully like separated by a glass wall so you can see into each, um, but have a place where people can come and relax and have a cigar right now. You know, if people want to come out and smoke a cigar with us. We'll gladly, you know, close the door of the shop, walk outside and smoke a cigar with you. And if I see somebody drive up, I'll walk inside. Right. Um, but you know, to be able to have that in a, um, climate controlled environment so that we can do it year round would be really nice. So that's, I mean, that's as, about as far in the future as I'm thinking right now. I, I don't know. I'm sure my husband could answer that a lot better, and he probably has a grand scheme plan. He likes to just give portion it out to right. me in, in what I can handle, and this is all I can handle right now. So you, you think you're going to open up with some more stores, other, other locations, or are you guys just going to really focus Gillette? Um, right now the focus is Gillette. Maybe at some point um, in some other locations – throughout the state but you know we wouldn't want them too close together obviously um but uh for now we'll just do what we're doing here and see where the lord leads you know (laughs) so well it seems like it's doing good like uh, gillette's really responded well to it they really have the community has been extremely supportive and i'm very very thankful um you know we opened our first day on the 17th of july put it on facebook instagram and um, you know, I was like, okay, I'll go to the shop. And I'm like, okay, I mentally, I had prepared myself to be like the, be there all day by myself, yeah. you know, maybe one or two people. And I had people coming in all day and it was, it was very, very reassuring. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, people came. Yay. <laughs> I had a party and somebody showed up. Yay. Um, you did get my invitation. Yeah. Um, so th- I've been just, uh, so thankful for the people that come into the shop and and that we've had such a good response so it's it's very encouraging and there's still a lot of people that um we we did an event yesterday with uh, wheels for awareness Mm -hmm. awesome event for uh, cancer patients um raise money for cancer patients it um 
with a lot of people come up and be like, oh, we didn't know you were open or where are you located? And um, a lot of people asking questions um, and, and supporting us there at the event. So it was really, really nice. It's, it's just, just phenomenal from the community. Well, I think Gillette's been looking for something like this for quite a while. I mean, because I know that Deadwood Tobacco was getting a ton of Gillette people over there mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. I mean, granted, Deadwood has casinos and gambling and fun stuff, but you're not driving an hour, 15 minutes now to go pick up your cigars there, right here. Yeah. You know, and I imagine there's probably some wives out there that are really excited that you guys are open because now their husbands aren't going out to Deadwood for the afternoon. <laughs> and then I'm saying the night because I had too many free cocktails. <laughs> You know, saves them some money, <laughs> but you know that's kind of like when you guys when I, we went to that first uh, uh, event there at the Monkey. I told Sarah's like, well, you know, go check it out. I'm gonna go check it out, and if it, they got what I like, you know, I said, hell, it saves us a trip to Deadwood. Right. You know, and one thing led to another, and it's. I think it's. I think I think personally, it's going to be a very, very well respected, inviting business that you guys will have that you guys started and I, and I think Campbell County and surrounding counties in Wyoming will start to recognize it and start pouring in because I mean it's a locally owned business that's that's a really important thing it's people are live people that own it live here and they and you guys put back a lot back into the community you know you guys have done the friends of NRA mm -hmm. uh, you know and just things like that goes speaks volumes and I people Gillette will notice that and start seeing your name more and Next thing you know, you're going to be, we need a bigger store. <laughs> yeah, we already think that. <laughs> um, it's a, it, Our goal really is to be the go-to place for cigars yep. and to be um, the largest selection that you can get in the state, hopefully. Right. And, um, and we're working on it. I mean, um, as you know, we went to, uh, it's called PCA, it's the Premium Cigar Association. It's a big trade show that they have every year. And we were like kids in the candy store and just was like, oh, I need one of these and one of these and one of these. And we ordered a ton of cigars. Um, and they'll, they'll be coming in, you know, they've already started coming in and we'll be getting them all the way. Some of these cigars aren't even released yet, but we pre-ordered. And um, so we have, like next week, I have Rocky Patel's. I, we have some Rocky Patel on the shelf, but we're having almost the entire line of Rocky Patel coming in. Um, Next Where are you going to put it? I don't know. We're actually having more <laughs> shelves put up next week uh, as well. <laughs> um, uh, Find the and, list and then um, towards the end of the week, so it won't be on the shelf until the following week, will be um, Padron cigars. We, we have the whole line of Padron coming in. Those are a lovely cigar, too. They are a lovely cigar. Um, so we are getting high-end cigars we, you know, we, we've got all price ranges. We have your $5 sticks, uh, all the way up to your $75 stick and the unicorn and, <laughs> and soon we'll have a hundred dollar stick as well. Um, so, I mean, every price range you can, and for any occasion, I mean, whether you just want to relax cause it's Tuesday or, you know, somebody's getting married and, um, or having a baby or some, Rest. some special occasion, so we've got something for, for everybody, and we want people to think, when they think cigars, they think Gillette. Right. Instead of thinking Deadwood, which you know, Deadwood has a great place, and I'm not knocking that at all. Um, it's a great lounge. But we want to change that perception and get people to thinking Gillette and really to branch out and try new things. Right. 
Well, it helps that you're there and like your knowledge and your experience with different things. I mean, like going there. Uh, well, what you, what kind of stuff do you like? And you know, you hear, well, I like this and that. Well, then I have a scarf for you. And that's really nice to have somebody that is willing to be. Let let me help you. Let me t- let me hold your hand here for a minute and tr- get you in the right direction, so you're not buying something you're like ah, it's whatever. Yeah. You know that that's that's really nice. Well, and I like hearing back from people whenever they try so, especially if they're trying something new. Let me know how you like it because if you tell me, man, that was the worst cigar I've ever smoked. I absolutely hated it. Okay, well then, let me direct you in a different direction. But um, we've got so much to choose from, and we have um, <laughs> your your wife is actually helping me. Um, we are making. On all of our labels for our cigars, we put tasting notes. Mm -hmm. Now, I have not smoked every cigar we have, although I am working on it. Ketchup and barnyard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I go online and I I look up these cigars and I find tasting notes that other people have who have smoked them. Mm -hmm. A lot of them come from Half Wheel or Cigars International or different places uh, that have descriptions for the cigars. So that when you're buying something, you have some general idea idea what you're getting you know you're like okay i know that i can expect now sometimes you'll get it and you'll smoke it and you're like i didn't taste that at all but in general somebody got those flavors out of it um so it's a better guide than not having anything right than going in and going well it's a dark wrapper i got a 50 50 chance it's going to be peppery or chocolatey which is right um so that's um we, we thought that that would be helpful for people. I know I appreciate it when I go somewhere because you, you're like, well, I know I like this line. They're usually pretty good, but you know, the, the, you don't want to get the you don't want to pay twenty dollars for a stick, and they're like, wow, that was really crappy, you know. Uh, I'd say, I, to me, I don't it mind happens. it. I don't I, like if I buy a twenty dollars stick and I'm like, yeah. To me, I don't. I, it is what it is because like I've gone to places and ordered a steak dinner and. Or some, you know, like ordered a, something off the menu, not knowing exactly what it was, and paid a hundred dollars and thought it was the nastiest shit ever put in my mouth. Yeah, you know, and I, I still ate it because I paid a hundred bucks for it. But right. you know, so I mean, to me, that I don't know if I'm special and like that. No, I mean, and then that's gonna happen. I, I mean, it just is. I mean, everybody's profile is different. Everybody's tastes are different. Right. You're gonna get something and be like, "Wow, that was horrible." But then you're gonna get something else and be like, "This was the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. Right. This is amazing." So we want to help you find as much of the good stuff as you can. Right. Well. And like I said, everybody's different. So. Well, my favorite thing is when I first started smoking cigars, Sarah's like, man, you spend a lot of money on cigars. I'm like, but we don't bat an eye when we go out and ha- go out to dinner and we spend $150 for the four of us to eat. We don't bat an eye. So mm-hmm. when I go spend $150 for a box of cigars that I'm going to smoke for months on end, it's all of a sudden an issue. And I, when I broke it down to her like that, she's like, oh, that makes sense. You yeah. know? It's well, and whenever we have like when we have reps come in and things like that, then we run specials on those cigars. Mm-hmm. And there's usually a, a discount. And if you buy a box, there's always a discount on that. So uh, those are the times to really come in and buy because you can get a better deal and then your price per stick. And especially when we have reps come in, because a lot of times if you buy, you know, X number of cigars, they will throw in free ones. They can give free cigars. I can't give right, free cigars yeah. legally. But they can. So they will be like, oh, you bought four here. Here's an extra one. You know, um, it, like buy one, get one free kind of thing. Yep. They can do that with us. And they bring cigars just for that purpose. So, I mean, going to these events is, yeah, you pay, some of the events are ticketed. Some of them are not. But you... You're getting your money worth. You get your money's worth for sure. 
we're that's one of the things we want to educate we're more about educating people and just covering the cost of the event we're not trying to make, make a, a dime dollars. on it we want we want you to have a good experience and you know learn more and build build some loyalty with that brand right now that that uh that apostate blender or that apostate uh function is going to be is going to be really good i i'm really excited to go it, it's going to be great and i've gone back to the uh time off board and made sure nobody's raised my <laughs> name because like i told my boss the other day he's like why do you keep checking that? i was like because i know one of you motherfuckers is going to wipe me off because you guys because there's been like five or six people saying they want the that 14th off mm-hmm. i said and i've had this off for over two months now i've had it on the board i said i can just see one of you guys doing that oh we would i said i'm just letting you know i won't be here regardless mm-hmm. if i'm on the board or not i'm not going to be here oh well, <coughs> no. but i'm i'm excited i'm I, I tell everybody that I can, you know, I'm like, you know, you guys should probably really go do this. What would you all get in, in return? I'm like, you get a night out with the wife and no fucking kids. That's worth <laughs> the 50 bucks, guy, you know. <laughs> well, my wife doesn't smoke. Uh, okay, well, there's other shit to do, you know, like, she doesn't have to smoke. It's there, just, there's it's, still food and cocktails. Right. <laughs> yeah. and that's what I tell them, and they're like, well, you know. I'm like, you're getting cigars, you're getting cocktails, you're getting appetizers. For fifty bucks mm-hmm. at the rail yard, you can't take you and your wife out to the rail yard and get appetizers and cocktails for under a hundred dollars. Yeah, I said so. You guys are spending the hundred bucks and you're getting cocktails and appetizers and cigars. That's way more of the value than the fifty bucks. Yeah, you know, and that's I'm a little bit more blunt with them when I talk to them. I'm not nearly as elegantly spoken as you are, but I tell them <laughs> quit being douchebags and buy the fucking ticket. <laughs> I appreciate that, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing event. And like I said, Brandon's a great guy. We we went to his first blending seminar that he did, and when we went, um, we happened to be traveling, and we were in Seattle at the time for visiting a friend, and he was there doing this blending seminar. And so we popped in, and we're like, okay, let's go through this with him. And when we went through it, I said, Brandon, you have to come out to Gillette. And he's like, sure, tell me when. And I said, okay, <laughs> here's when. <laughs> so uh, we worked it out. And I, as soon as we went through it, we're like, this is really awesome. It's a, it's a great experience. You learn so much. And it was when we did it, we did it with, um, uh, it, was, it happened to be on Cinco de Mayo. So they paired it with tequila. Mm-hmm. They had five different c- tobaccos that make up the cigar. You smoked each one individually, and you had all three tequilas, the uh, silver, the Anejo, and the Respato in front of you, and you would taste each tequila mm-hmm. with each uh, thing and see which one you think paired best with it. And I am not a silver tequila fan yeah. at all. So the Anejo and the Respato were going great with all the different ones. But then when you put it all together, the silver was, like, beautiful with this cigar as a whole. I was like... This was so, it, to me, it was really odd that individually the tobaccos tasted one way, but when you put them all together, you got a completely different flavor. And it was really, really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm really excited. Sarah, I think, is, I love the fact that you guys have gotten Sarah into smoking cigars because now Sarah's like, oh, what do you got? Let's try this one. Let's try that one. Let's try this one. You know, and she doesn't really, she won't smoke a full cigar right now, but she'll get half into it. And so I get to the other half. Which is great. So I guess one and a half cigars. (laughs) There you go. It's a win-win for me. (laughs) Well, you know, it's great to be able to do that as a couple. Yeah. Um, That's one of the things my husband and I enjoy doing is just smoking a cigar together. And a lot of times we'll smoke the same cigar and talk about the different flavors. You know, what are you tasting? Oh, I didn't taste that. Hang on. Oh, now I get it. You know, Mm -hmm. and just uh, 
bouncing each other. And it gives you a, a chance to bond and talk without kids. Well, what I've noticed with, with like Sarah and I smoking cigars, like we start, we get more into the nitty gritty things. And they're like, we're both so just, that like, I think that's the best time to like go and, and talk about shit that's going on between us. You mm-hmm. know, Let's sit down, smoke a cigar. We're going to be nice and relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be hostile. There's not going to be, you know, it's, and it's very, it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? It feels safe. Yeah. You know, like, well, it kind of lowers your like inhibitions or not, not inhibitions, but your, uh, your, so you're not defensive. Yeah. You know, you can actually talk about things. That's when I first started smoking cigars, we lived close to a lounge and every Tuesday night they would do a deal and you spent so much money and you got a free dinner. So we would go and have a cheap, cheap date night and we would have dinner, have some cigars and a cocktail or two and just talk. And it was like one of the best things for our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, my son was at home. He was a teenage boy. So that's teenage boy issues. I had a daughter who was, you know, um, in elementary school at the time. She was nine or 10. So it was, it was nice to just get away, not talk about, we didn't talk about the kids. We didn't talk about bills, but we could just have conversations like, like a date yeah. and actually just kind of refresh our marriage get to know each, you know reconnect. get to know each, reconnect um because we were both working and trying to you know do like everybody else and make a living and and it was just nice to have that time together yeah and you know i i think it was a really great thing for our marriage i mean whether you smoke cigars or not you should probably have a date night or some something where right. you can get together but this is a a great a great way to do it and have something in common and we met we've met a, t- a ton of people at the cigar lounge and wound up making some really good friends that, you know, the wives smoke too. So we would all, you mm-hmm. know, we'd get together for football season and watch football games and, um, you know, do potlucks and do all kinds of things. So it's, it, it's amazing the people you can meet. You meet some really great people. It, well, the thing that like Harvard and I were talking about that too, when he was on, uh, just how much, the, how much, uh, what was the word we used? Commu- like how, how much of a community you felt like. Oh, absolutely. You know, and like, and you could be a guy that's worth a trillion dollars. I wouldn't know two shits about you. And, you know, and we can sit down and just talk like normal people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, we've met people that, a, a guy that owns bowling alleys, like multiple bowling alleys all over the country. And then we've met uh, guys that are like truck drivers and, and you know, um, plumbers and, uh, guys that work for the city. I mean, just every every income bracket you can think of and every job you can imagine, there's people that, that smoke cigars. And it's just a great time to to get to know each other. Right. And, and, and they're very inviting. I've been to lounges all over the country. And every lounge you go into, if I've gone by myself, I walk in there and you sit down and people, what you smoking, you know? <laughs> they'll start a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. It's very friendly, very community-minded. The only one I that I've ever not really liked is the cigar lounge off the Brown Palace. That was, and may, maybe it was just because of the way I look and how I talk, but it was, I did not belong. And they made sure I knew that, that I, you don't belong here, goodbye. That's <laughs> well, it what it is. It, well, I was, uh, when I was in the military, I had to go to Washington, D.C. for a few months and do some work. And my husband came out to visit me. And he looked online. He's like, hey, there's a cigar event. You want to go? I'm like, okay. Well, I had been there for work. So I had 
you know, my military uniform and like jeans and t-shirts, you know, I didn't have fancy clothes. Mm -hmm. I had like one nice outfit to go to church. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I wear the nicest blouse I have, a pair of jeans and some flats. And we go to this cigar event and my husband's in Wranglers and a Western shirt, right? Typical James. Typical James. And we get there. All the all the girls are in cocktail dresses with four inch heels, and when we go and give them our tickets, literally they looked at me and like eyeballed me up and down and said, "Are you smoking?" And I said, "Yeah," <laughs> and walked on in, and we had a great time. Then you know, obviously I didn't hang out with any of the girls that night, but uh, <laughs> my husband and I were there, and he had been at a cigar event two weeks earlier in Washington State. And some of the same reps and owners, they're like, didn't I just see you two weeks ago? So they were coming up and talking to him and it, because they'd seen him two weeks earlier. And uh, we wound up having a great time and, you know, they had an open bar. I heard a little bit the next morning at work, but I showed up. <laughs> and, uh, we had a great time. It was amazing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every once again, every class of income. And it was it was probably the coolest cigar event I've ever been to, yeah. hands down. We over we were at a on top of a hotel, on their their patio, and it overlooked the Capitol building. Oh, that'd be cool. It was late September. The weather, it was just cool and crisp. It was beautiful. That would be cool. I'd like to go to Washington D.C. and see the apple or the cherry blossoms. Oh yeah. I, I, that's one of the reasons I'm gonna go to Japan is to see the cherry blossoms. I've never been there in the, in the spring. I've always wind up there in the fall. No. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but I like the I like fall. So, so where can we find you on Facebook, Instagram? Facebook, you can look for uh, Cigar Box and look for our orange logo. If you put Cigar Box and Gillette, um, it'll pop up. And three hundred seven Cigar Box or Cigar Box three hundred seven. And our handle on uh, Instagram is three hundred uh, Cigar Box three hundred seven. Our website is cigarbox three hundred seven dot com. Okay, you have um, to text me all that so that way when I go to do show notes. Yeah. I can put that in there. Yeah. And uh, location? Behind Wendy's in the big brown building on the first floor. So it's the Energy Court building. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 1901 Energy Court. And we're on the first floor. You walk in the door, take a left. Um, like I said, it, exit 126, you'll see Wendy's. We're right behind Wendy's in the big brown building. I'm I'm really excited to see what what your what your guys' future holds for this because it's I, I I'm just really excited for you guys. Oh, thank you. And very honored that I can call you guys my friends. And that has been we'll drink to that.